Welcome to Inspiring Health with Dr. Roxana Gabster, President and CEO of WellSpan Health, as she hosts candid conversations about organizational culture, value, and other pressing issues we face in healthcare and business today. On this episode of Inspiring Health, we're getting to know Faraz Youssef, our new Executive Vice President and Chief Operating Officer. Faraz came to us from Bon Secours Mercy Health in Richmond, Virginia, where he served as Market President. Welcome, Faraz. Thank you, Roxanne. It's very exciting to be here. I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts today on what inspires you and then what advice you have for others on how to stay inspired. These have been really challenging days for healthcare as we emerge from the pandemic. I know that you've quickly immersed yourself in the work that we do here. How's it going so far? It's been a wonderful onboarding, Roxana. It's so great to be a part of an organization that's been through so much trial and tribulation, but continues to be progressive. It's a wonderful group of people, and my biggest challenge is just getting around, uh, getting to meet everybody. Well, your dedication to service and mission are a great fit for us here at Wellspan Fraz, and your leadership style aligns so well with our values of respect for all, doing the right thing, and finding a better way. You also bring some really great experience in healthcare operations, strategy, mergers, and acquisitions. It makes you really well positioned to help us transform healthcare in this organization. It's work that requires a nimble reaction to the constant changes in the healthcare world. Sort of curious about what trends you believe will pose challenges for us in the next five years. And can you share your thoughts on that? Yeah, thank you, Roxana. I think that with the current economic environment that we're in, it'll be interesting to see how much that affects us as we emerge from the pandemic um, environment. And as we're seeing the, tr- the tail end of the BA4 uh, uh, variant, uh, you know, right now there's a lot of uncertainty around some of the macroeconomics within the country, which then, you know, affects employment, which, as many people know, is one of the biggest issues that we've seen come out of the pandemic. How can we staff our hospitals effectively? How can we ensure that our clinical and non-clinical teams, uh, you know, don't have burnout? Uh, what can we do as an organization to promote that? Um, that I think that's probably one of the biggest issues across the country. I think the other issue is that we haven't really figured out as a society within the healthcare environment how to reconcile our increased costs with the reduced reimbursement environment. There's a lot of pressures that we've normally had, but with the rate of inflation right now, those pressures are being exacerbated. And often it it relies upon us as a provider and deliverer of healthcare within a community to address a lot of those issues. Yeah, these are super tough challenges, as we all know, and, and probably more than any time in my career that I can remember a kind of a confluence of challenges that have all come together to to make healthcare a really both interesting and tough time right now. I know that you have a lot of creative solutions for various problems just from your own past experience in the places that you've worked. And so I think, you know, we can all find reasons for hope in our daily work, but for me it really comes down to the dedication of our teams and the generosity of our communities who are supporting each other and truly want the best for their neighbors. So as you know, I regularly round with our teams, and I've seen you start to do that as well. Um, I think it really fits with your leadership style. What gives you hope for the future for healthcare systems, healthcare workers, and our patients? Yeah, Roxanne, thank you. I think you hit the nail on the head. I think the people are what are most inspiring to us, our people that work across the entire spectrum of our organization. I love the fact that WellSpan is innovative at its core. Um, the size of this organization lends itself very well to create scale, but also be nimble enough to drive innovation. And the many initiatives that you've taken on, I think, are inspiring and are going to you know, ultimately help us navigate through these tough times going into the future. 
And I do think innovation has to be one of the core elements for us to be able to meet the demands of, of what we're seeing and, and counterbalance some of the, the variables that we're seeing that are troublesome. We have to work smarter, not just harder going into the future. Yeah, absolutely. I I think of all the great examples we have of innovation here at Wellspan from the DAX technology that allows our physicians to use talk to text to record their patient visits, uh, to the way we use our portal, to the applications like baby scripts that we use to monitor our maternal health patients. It's just really heartening to see that our teams have really risen to the challenge of innovation. And, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the way our our Project One team and others really helped us face the challenge of vaccinating our entire community, given that the public health system here in South Central Pennsylvania is is not robust. And so their ability to get that scheduling up within three or four hours and get our community vaccinated was was really, truly amazing. So we do face some significant challenges, though, going into the future, particularly the financial challenges that have been left in the wake of COVID-19. Can you talk a little bit about how WellSpan's proactively addressing those challenges? Yes. I, first of all, I'd like to talk a little bit about our talent pipeline. I know we're taking an overall look at uh, workforce management and what we're going to do to increase the pipeline across every conceivable job category within the organization. I think one of the main tenets, again, that I like about WellSpan is how much uh, connection we have to our community. And that includes strategic partnerships that are going to help address some of those uh, challenges as we're talking about workforce, but also within the macro level across the country, we've created strategic partnerships with uh, many large organizations that I think are going to help us within the innovation space. And I think that level of collaboration is really key for us to reach across different health systems that have experience or that have different nuances of the experience that we're seeing here and share ideas. And then also with the the more innovative third-party companies that I think we're working with um, the leadership forums that we're involved with, with, with organizations like Vizient, uh, the, the recognition that we're getting from organizations like Epic for being innovative and top tier. For example, we have the best um, adherence to the uh, Epic portal, the WellSpan, my WellSpan portal of any other health system in the country. And that just shows the connection and the innovation that we're driving uh, through the platforms that we have. Yeah, thanks, Raz. I couldn't agree more. I and I know you've worked in a variety of healthcare systems all over the country, from the suburbs of our nation's capital to the West Coast. And I know you've overseen health systems in Virginia, Texas, and California. So what inspires you about joining the WellSpan team here in South Central Pennsylvania? I think first and foremost, it's the quality of people that we have here. Uh, when I came and interviewed, it was very evident with every interaction that I had, the level of passion that people have for this organization, but also that connection to the community. Most of the people here are from central Pennsylvania and they've grown within these communities. So when they take care of patients, they're taking care, they're taking care of their neighbors. They're taking care of their families. I think our leadership is absolutely inspirational. Uh, Roxana, not to be cheesy, but you actually provide a great deal of inspiration for me with your forward focus and understanding that, as I mentioned before at leadership forum, we can't be prisoners to our present, right? We have to be able to address the issues of today but also looked at tomorrow. And I think we've set ourselves very uh, set ourselves up very well within WellSpan to do that. Yeah, I share those sentiments too, Faraz. Thank you. And every day I'm inspired by our teams and our leaders. Everyone's bringing the best of themselves to work despite all these challenges. And so I know each of us needs to find ways to fill our own cup as well. When I was in my doctorate program, my advisor shared her research on mindfulness with me. Um, she studied patients who had pancreas transplants. 
but it's a really practical way to center yourself no matter your surroundings. And I try to do that for about five minutes every day, even if I just get, you know, a few minutes to myself. So wondering if you have any advice for our team members and others on how to stay focused and inspired. Yeah, I think that in healthcare in general, people that are attracted to healthcare are selfless by nature. It's a part of giving. It's a part of being um, in an orientation where you're you're looking out for other people almost to the detriment of yourself. And so my advice always to people, leaders, as well as people in our front lines, is that you have to reinvest in yourself. You have to give yourself the time and the opportunity to recover. And this looks like a lot of different things for different people. Some people like to run. Some people like to meditate, as you mentioned, read a book, uh, spend time with family. But it is often the case for many of us that we don't take care of ourselves and we have so many priorities. And so my advice to people is always to, to find that time to pause and reflect on why you're here, what's your North Star, uh, but reinvest in yourself. Whatever gives you that ability to to recover and pause, uh, take that time out. It's very, very important for us uh, as we're seeing the burnout. You know, we need all of our 20,000 strong family members in order for us to be successful. And so that that would be my advice. Yeah, it's it's wonderful reminder. Um, and it takes us back to you know, what sparked service for each of us um, and how come we got into healthcare? I'd like to leave our listeners with a parting thought from you, drawing on your experience as a seasoned healthcare leader. Is there one thing that you hope our audience will remember as we work together to provide better access and deliver an exceptional patient experience? Yeah, I think that in, with all the changes that we've seen over the last couple of years, one of the things that we've noticed, uh, again, within our communities as well as across the country is that People want to access healthcare differently. And I think that the traditional models of access, while they still have a great deal of value, they can't be all our sole uh, avenue for, for meeting our patients where they want to be met. So I think the, the best thing I can offer to people is we have to be flexible and nimble, and we're going to have to address some of these challenges. And, and really, uh, you know, think, I know it's trite, but you got to think outside of the box. You have to think of different ways for us to meet our patients where they need to be met. Yeah, it's really great advice for us. I want to thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. That's all the time we have for today. We hope you'll join us for the next episode of Inspiring Health.